Cool. Yeah, we always. Okay. <laughs> Start by that. Chin chin. Wow. 2021. Here we go. First episode. It's, uh, Round two. Yeah. Fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been an eventful one. Um, got Ches with us today from Otia. Um, frequent, Hello. frequent collaborator of mine. Is at my house probably more than anybody. This will be what the third uh, time. This will be three <laughs> or four times this week, if you count tomorrow's um, night, tomorrow night's recording yeah, session. Yeah, exactly. Yo. So uh, <laughs> we are good friends among, I guess, colleagues in a way. Yeah, I uh, met the parents. Yeah, yeah. I met, yeah. The, I met the parents. <laughs> oh, so it's, it's official. Yeah. It's official. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going really fast. Um. So yeah, I guess we'll just get into how your musical journey started. Um. You know, obviously, Jamil was your partner in, in the project, but, you know, uh, yeah, t- just tell us through how that all came about. Well, so I guess I didn't really grow up, um, like, wanting to be a musician. It's kind of something that just happened, I guess. From the love of it. Yeah, like, I think I mentioned to you before, like, you're just just such a fan before, before anything, um, even, like, 2016, 2015, we weren't really doing much. We are just playing around with the idea and me and Jamil were such big like festival heads used to make the make the pilgrimage over to Splendor in the Grass every year I think we were there a couple times you were there I was on the and you were playing there once 2018 but yeah you might have been there but no we were there okay we were there (laughs) trust me I was I was in the mosh mate I was there Um, (laughs) we told ourselves we can go one more time as patrons and then that's not going back till we perform. Um, but I like that. That's <laughs> dope. <laughs> Who knows if that's even like running though? Like mm. that might be a couple years. I don't know. Oh, well, it's a good. It's a good goal to have. Just uh, but um. So we're just amongst it um so much, and it just uh, I don't. Jamil's been rapping on and off since he was like fourteen. What not playing around with it, and then I don't know. One day in the backyard, I decided like maybe I could do this shit. I don't know. See how we go. How, how long ago was this? That was maybe 2015, end of 2015. I wrote my first bars. Dope. Do you remember like, your first bars? Oh, <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> it was some... Uh, BTS. <laughs> nah, it was some like poetry to an ex-girlfriend of mine at the time. That's how it starts, man. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. <laughs> it sounds poetic. Yeah, no, they were, um, they were terrible. But, you know, here we are. Mm. And um, wh- um, when did you decide that you sort of wanted to take it, like you thought, like, actually, I could sort of make this a career for myself? But because for something I always talk to you, to other musicians about you is how quickly I think you guys have, like, taken it from, oh, this is sort of like a hobby to actually making all the right moves and making all the right steps to actually push it into something that's, you know, going to be sustainable. Um do you know when about like that sort of flip or you just sort of no nah, it's all it's never flipped hey it's always been just a mindset it's like this um baseless mindset that we've always had that yeah we can do some shit like mm-hmm. we got the vibes but i think it's when that mindset of you know we can do it we can do it we can do it and then actually learning the skills and learning the right moves and the right people to surround yourself with that's just kind of met the mindset. Mm. So there's never been a point where it's like, oh, this could be a career. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to explain. Have no, you guys no. always been OTO or did you guys go through different names and We're changes? called OTS. <laughs> <laughs> and then we put an H on the end. 
Well, what are we what are we gonna call ourselves? We're gonna call ourselves the Bandit and the Meditator. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's pretty much always been OTS since we started. And what does releasing. that actually mean? Um, it's taken from the Latin word from for leisure time. Ooh, like, yo, that hits your music now hits different. Like men of leisure, after. you know, like that's um, yeah. At the time, it felt like I don't know all the cool English names were taken, so we started looking at Latin. Then we just added an H to the end, and you know. Here we are. Gave it the source. I don't know. It's all just kind of happened. Like some guy in the, my friend's Tinder date in 2017 or 2016 in the bird, in the courtyard of the bird, like convinced me on the spot to just enroll in SAE. I never even heard of SAE. I, I don't know. Things just started happening. It's hard to explain. Yeah. Things just happened. Cosmic forces were at play. You know, I would have called it the universe back then. When I was a bit more of a, you know, hippie, sure. but now. I, th I think the, the, the thing is, is like, and I think that's why you and me get along so well. It's this stuff is kind of like a, it's like a lifestyle for us. You know, we've touched on before, mm. even with you and events and stuff. It's always, everything's all like encompassing. So you just, I think the thing that's been so cool about you guys is you've started treating it as if it's a full-time job before it's even, before it's even been one. And once you start having that sort of mentality and things like that, sort of, you know, the universe, what do you think? Things sort of start coming into place. And, you know, um, I mean, we ha we've had an interesting ride. You brought me uh, interest free. And I was like, this is very, you know, coming from doing Tommy and stuff. I was like, cash this is, machine. This is really yeah. different. And at first, honestly, I, I was like, oh, okay, I don't know. Like, you know, I, I don't know if these guys are going to stick around, but the thing uh, 12, that. I, 12, 12 mixed revisions yeah, later. Yeah, 12, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for V12 on the first mix he gave yeah. me, that was a bit interesting. But um, the thing that was really cool was when the, when you came back, it, you brought me something better. And then from then on, better and better and better. And it was just like, for me, I just thought, oh, that's that's really amazing. These guys are really in it. Because, you know, no one starts off amazing. No one starts off with all the answers. But, it, you know, I really care. I don't never judge someone on how they look, just only how they carry themselves. Mm. And you guys are just, and, you know, just, super professional and never you know never muck me around or anything like that and it's just you know we have our moments we have our arguments on how yeah loud sometimes there's some, there's some silences there's some in that silences. room there there's some <laughs> silence man there's some yeah. but you know there's a res there's a respect there and you know you guys have yeah you guys i think you guys have been very clever and a lot of people have a lot to learn on how you guys move um which is which is awesome um is there do you sort of have any what are you having? What, what's most fun about the project right now? Is it just being in the studio or is it kind of everything at the moment? Because I know even with we've had chats about the management stuff being sort of taxing. Yeah. Um, yeah are, you, are you talking the past records or is there like a current EP? Because you guys are assuming people. I'll let you because, decide how yeah. much information you want to give. So <laughs> we are working on something. Mm, clearly. Nice. Yeah. We're, we're like, what, over 10 tracks into. Into yeah. something. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's going to be an EP or something. We're not going to go and drop an album. Like, mm. I don't think anyone's going to listen to an album. Like, you know, 10 tracks plus long of our own stuff. Um, so it's looking like multiple singles then running into an EP. Uh, but the songs just kind of keep coming. Like every week I get new bars from Jamil. It's like Christmas every time I get bars from Jamil. Because, yeah, we don't even hang out that much anymore because he works full time. So I just, you know... I'm constantly making beats, constantly sending him beats. And then once a week, he's like, man, I got these bars to like. So you produce as well? Yeah. So yeah. What, is, what is your guys' working relationship? Just, uh, 
it's pretty much whatever goes now, I guess. Mm. It's, um, I'd say, a lot of back and forth. Uh, we have a beat folder on Dropbox that just gets constantly updated. It's like 30 or 40 beats like long now. And um, it ends up being whatever he resonates with, he'll write the first bars or the first hook or something. And then I'll be able to bounce off what he writes. It's very rare that I'll make a beat and just start writing to it. Something about the production and rapping. I can't do both at the same time. So you got to switch between producer to artist. Yeah. So it works really well with the context of like a duo, actually. I was just about to say that the thing that's really cool about you guys is actually the dynamic of how it all works. Um, because it's, you know, we've chatted about this, the assembly line of how things work. Yeah. And it's sort of like Jamil is, Jamil's, fits his role perfectly and he gives the bars, but he, it, it's not like three of us butting heads on stuff all the time we sort of you know we jamil comes in to record and then when we when it comes to the mix stage and the finishing of the stage it's just yeah, he's not and sitting I. around it, for the mix no, sessions, no, no. it's just like. Ches and i going back and forth it, sometimes it happens with bands and things like that when you've got too many egos or too many ideas in the too, or too, too many, many chefs, in the, chefs kitchen. in the kitchen as they do say mm. it, it starts to not work but i've never had that problem in this project and jamil's great jamil it's not, and it's not not to say that jamil doesn't have any opinions or it's not, not not to say that jamil doesn't have any say but there's a trust there there's a trust with yeah, you know and, and we even have a trust like sometimes and, and sometimes ches will say nah like it has to be like this and i have a trust there i'm like okay and, and vice versa yeah so you know like that synth needs to go up and i'm like oh, okay you know and i'm happy to say we say it, there's a multiple times in session i'm like oh, i was wrong on that oh, i was wrong on that and it's like when you start to have that dynamic in the studio rather than like attaching your ego to it and so i'm about to go on a tangent i apologize but here we go when the way i have conceptualized music i don't know if i talked about this last episode but it if it's it's kind of once you make it it's its own kind of entity mm. once it, if you can approach it as it, once i create it it's no longer mine it's just music mm. then you can actually look at it objectively and then that means you can start to make the right decisions rather than being like oh that that person doesn't like my ideas and, and then you kind of get salty or you get you know upset about it but we don't have that at all we sort of look at the music objectively and really look look at it for what it is as it's, as it's its own entity and then you know then we can actually make the right decisions so the dynamic over here works really well because you know it's not too many of us being like oh this needs to do this and that it's just it flows properly it sort of happened as well it's it's only been talked about now that we realize that that's a great working relationship but it's never been like you're doing this i'm doing this. No, no 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 yeah i don't know uh yeah me and jamil were like best friends before before the music so that's been like a huge kind of help how did you guys meet? High school. High school. This what guy high was school? coming over to my house like year eight, eating oh, shapes. So this is deep. We were watching videos of Run DMC and stuff. This and that. Jamil had like a little afro back then, you know. And then we kind of fell out of touch for a few years and we, you know, re-met, re rekindled after high school and it's just been, yeah, foot to the floor. It's authentic, which is good. It has to start from something that's that's real you know and you fall into it if, if, if something becomes so forced i'm like oh we should do this or what even like this podcast how this came about it was just you know it just happens thing. I'm like oh yeah. we should do it because it you know it, it feels good yeah and i think if you base all your decisions off that you know things will kind of go in the right direction or the universe will reward you as you may say but um yeah what's back to the, i think the original question i had what's ex what's exciting you at the moment the most about 
I guess, the industry uh, or the, you know, this life you're living in, in doing music? I think literally just the songs, hey, to be honest. Uh, I've, I've learned to found, find like a love in the songs and that's something that's kind of happened uh, recently since La Festa. We've kind of figured out how to write a song. Which you is have not as easy as people what, think. What is your approach to writing a song? For those that might not understand like that type of background. Usually, because it, it's like a rap context. So it's, it's usually just beat first. It's always beat. So the great thing about hip hop, as you both probably know, is like the beat can just inspire anything. You know, you're not limited to a guitar or a bass line or you're waiting for your lead guitarist to give you like a riff you can just find the sample and like go to you know go to space like um so it either starts with like a melodic hook or you know a 16 from jamil and you just go from there would you say that the demo the writing of the demo phase is the is the fun the funnest part for you do you, you get the spark when the demo hits yeah when your boy comes around and something just hits and you just shake your head and you keep press and play you keep pressing and play and you play the demo like 50 times you don't like the demo anymore so then you take it in here <laughs> and you record it with you know jack's expensive mic and equipment and he gives it a mix i get to take a bit of a back seat and then i can kind of re-enjoy the song again and then we do like six mix sessions and then i don't like the song anymore <laughs> and then i get the final mix back and we send it to mastering i'm like oh my god look what we just made this is you know and then I like the song. Again. It is, yeah. It's a bit of a roll, emotional roller coaster. We have a lot of phone calls of, yeah, you know, having having feelings are spilled mm. quite often. But I mean, that's kind of the part of of being, you know, you know, in the in the in the music industry and doing these things. I d I just uh, got the master back from Marley, and I, I've, it's been a whirlwind of like getting the mix right, and I've got the, the first master back, and it's great. But there's like one little vocal click in it that did I Matt do it again. Yeah, Matt did it again. They brought the source. Brought the source, but he, okay. like I've heard a vocal click, and I'm like, oh no, I have to go back in and sum it again and bounce it. And what do you so, mean a click like a? Uh, like just a like a little like like um, there was a space in the vocal, like between one like punch and another punch in, and then in the space there was like a little like the clip wasn't like mm. consolidated properly and so engineer you couldn't engineer things. engineer things like it's really little and probably it would be fine it yeah. like no, it would could come out no one would notice it would but i just can't you'd, you, you'd know i just can't live with that i yeah. i i'm psycho like that it's 2021 now yeah <laughs> no i can't live with that so even though like i listen to the mix of juice and it's like i didn't know anything i'm doing like the vocals all over the place so the mix is not obviously good mixes are great but it's not like the little things like that are not the be all and end all but i don't know i just i don't i don't i don't hold myself to a standard of anybody else i'm just like i do the best that i feel like i can do so literally the best that you possibly can, can. you like know you exhaust every option yeah. knowing that that might not be the best you can do six months from now but you can't hold yourself account to your future self you no know? exactly while, while we're on this topic with the records you guys are creating now what if like they don't come out till later and you no longer like you said six months later you might not like it how do you as an artist deal with that? Do you kind of like leave it as like the art form, like we were saying before, and objectively look at it? Or do you try to come back and try to tweak it? Or do you just leave it completely? It gets, it gets really hard, uh, especially if you're independent or self-managed because there's the whole uh, actually releasing it and organizing release. 
Um, so we recorded something what Mum always told me like three months ago, four months ago. Yeah. Like August. Like, I think so, yeah. So now it's January now. It's looking like it'll probably come out, I don't know, February, March. That's six, seven, eight months. Um, it, ge- it gets really hard to be excited about a song like eight months after you, Later, yeah. after you record Especially it. Especially when you're so vigorously in the process of making that song a, a fully polished thing. You know, some artists will have the luxury of putting a demo down and, and handing it to their team. You know, if you're if you're talking about people at the high levels, but you know, when we are the team, we are the team. So you know, ground out. Yeah, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean. Even though that these guys have me, which might be seen as a blessing or whatnot. Well, that sounds weird, but you know what I mean. Like it's not always a blessing. Not always (laughs) a blessing. (laughs) But it's like it's still it's not that it's not like a lot of he's like Ches is still like in the room with me. It's not like oh here's the here's you know and then just make it happen. So, but I think that's the whole thing is like once you can look at it, once you do understand about looking at looking at it objectively it's it becomes easier because you know even if the time does pass because you've looked at it at the first time like objectively it's it's still fit like it still hits and and that first question you had of like oh what if you don't feel it anymore do you just leave it yeah you do and you don't ever don't ever i don't ever force myself to do anything like i just might you know leave a demo for sometimes i'm looking back now like you know two years now and i'm like oh holy you know holy crap like that was really good that shit slaps and then so now <laughs> I, I, now i have the energy slow. now i have the energy and the same thing and and what you're you're talking about you, you need someone else to bounce off like mama always told me this song is like you were gonna throw it in the bin yeah and i then, nearly deleted then, like our our first single of 2021 <laughs> and then what did i say <laughs> you're a fucking idiot i said you're a fucking idiot so sometimes, sometimes when you are creating stuff, you're you can only look at stuff so, like objectively s- to an ex- certain extent. You you can only eliminate your ego so far. Like sometimes you will be like, oh, this is you know this is shit, this is shit. So it, a good thing is to bounce off someone, someone else, whether it's a management or you know someone who's just a mate who has, you know has a bit A and R vibes going on. Like, well, that's what you are. You're like a third person to bounce off, and definitely. that's why it, it's helped accelerate our our shit so much it's a third person that's you know invested now also knows what they're talking about to kind of bounce things off i hope i know what i'm talking about sometimes <laughs> i don't know maybe i'm just <laughs> and, and i've got a, another quick i've got a lot of questions because like, I'm, I'm mad interested rose's flowing when when it comes to obviously uh, in the process of creating the new ep or the new project when it comes to track selection or rollout or what's going to come out when and where, how do you guys go about it? Do you sit together and brainstorm? Do you go by feeling? Are you more calculated and think, let's put this out because this is a bit different or this is going to hit because we're in summer? Or like, how do you, how do you guys go about that, that process of actually selecting when the order or like what is going to make it? Because it's... You know, you're attached to it. You're an artist. You created these. These are your babies. And some obviously might not make the cut. How do you guys deal with, with that little, you know, push and pull? That's a great question. It's a really, really good question, Ash. It, um, we're still learning. So it changes like every single release. Uh, for example, with our last record, La Festa, our idea was one for me, that's summer. Sounds like you're in the Mediterranean. It's got to come song. out. I like, can check that out if you guys are listening and haven't. Let's go. Check that out. Um, just summer sauce. 
the next one we kind of thought we had this track called 21 with adrian zuke and outland it's like that's the four on the floor 110 bpm kind of catronata kind of dancey vibes like that has to come out it has to be a single it, as soon as i as soon as we made it we knew it kind of had to be a single so every now and then there's a track if it's poppy enough it has to come out like you can't you totally. can't bury it inside a project um yeah it's bad to say it's whatever slaps the most yeah <laughs> but whatever slaps the most for you guys or like are at you the moment at the, the moment it's pretty much for us um yeah. we, we don't have a large enough fan base to have to listen to people yet and that's i'm learning to see that that's like a that's a positive at the moment it's letting us put out some whatever we want and that's i feel like that should be that's how it always should be. I, I've been, because I, Chaz and I, like I have a, not, they come to me sometimes to ask what they think should be singles and stuff. And because I'm really passionate about mm. this project, I'm interested in, in giving that a, like assistance. And um, I really just want these guys to push to do stuff that other people can't do. Because, no, you go. Your guys' sound already is so unique. And I think we've had discussions about this yeah. where it's like, as soon as I hear, I know it's you guys. Thank you. A lot of really up-and-coming independent artists don't know their identity. And I feel like you guys are still exploring and refining your identity. But, like, off-cuff, I know this is, like, an OTO song. Thank regardless you. of the vibe. And that's what I like most about your guys' work. Because it's it just it cuts through. Like, off I appreciate mm. that. So, yeah, that's I have the exact same feeling. So... I've always pushed them to do stuff like that because some of these new songs, I'm just like, no one would, <laughs> no one would be crazy enough to try this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, um, I just, yeah, that's, yeah. and I think that's what's going to set you apart. You know what I mean? But I, when, when I say that, I don't, the thing about these guys is that, yeah, they do stuff that no one else would, like crazy. And sometimes I get these synths. I'm like, how the, sh how the fuck am I going to It's all just like in? stylistic choice. Stylistic, it's not but like we're going to put a 32 no, bar, 64 bar no, no, verse. No, but that's what I was just about to say. Some like Death Grips stuff. No, 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 no. disrespect to Death Grips, but no, we're no. not like experimental. No, that's exactly what I was just about to say. You're not, you understand, the, you're good songwriters. You become really good songwriters. So you understand the rules and you know how to kind of break them properly. Whereas, like, I get people that are like, I like listen, that, you know, someone will give me like a song to give them feedback on. And I'm like, it's all over the place. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, but it's just, it's just like different. And I'm like, well, no, it's not really. You it's don't, not finished. you don't, it's not <laughs> finished and you don't know what you're doing. Whereas these guys are like, cool, they know how they can write, a, you know, eight bar verses and a hook and they can do it all this. But now, now they've got that. It's more, they're, the thing that's cool is that they're playing with the, with the Sonic, like, especially because it's, you're you're doing all the production. You're not getting beats off YouTube. No disrespect to the people who do that, but you do have a big advantage when you've got someone making, the, the doing the production because there's going to be a, a personal touch to it. So you've got all this like you know you've got all these influences that you have and all this music you're listening to and it's all coming out. And then you know you've studied songwriting and you're putting that into it. So it's it's, it's at a really good place. So for me, when I'm when I record the stuff and then I'm listening back and I'm, we're deciding on what we think singles are, I'm just looking for stuff that, yeah, okay, cool. It's got really good songwriting and it moves really well and then like and it slaps, but also I'm like, cool, It nothing else really sounds like this. I think that's why. And so it's kind of going to be like a hare in the tortoise sort of vibe for you guys. It's not going to be like you're not going to do like a freaking, uh, like, you know, hit some 
the, you know, the right sound at the, at the right time. Yeah, go probably not. It's going to be slow, but at the end of the day, you're going to come up on top because you're going to have, you know, a original authentic sound that backdates, you know. So that's, yeah. Going back to the songwriting point, I don't understand songwriting. What's, what constitutes good songwriting? Is it structure? Is it how it's written? Is it a motive? Like, in our context, um, you can feel things to a certain point. You can play with melody to a certain point, but I, I don't know. Some people might disagree, but uh, at a certain point, it just comes down to structure. The, everything works in fours, eights, Agreed. and sixteens. Uh, don't try and break it. Like, come on, you know, break it in. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's just all comes down to structure, and that's, it works well with the duo. Like, it, you know. You might get tired of my voice, but then there's Jamil coming with some rapping about whatever the hell he's rapping about next. You know, it just uh, it keeps things fresh. That's where we have the advantage, I think. Yeah, and it's cool because sometimes it's it's like the song can flip up. It actually just might be a lot of Jamil and you might just have like a little section or something or you might just be the hook or... Yeah, and know, I'm, I'm so comfortable doing that these yeah. days because I've realized like the production is as much of a voice as like my own kind of voice and you're willing you're someone who's willing to sacrifice your own ego for the song you know what i mean that's the main thing you're not worried about like oh i need to be i need to have this amount of bars on this or i need to use like no we just make the decisions that are best for the music it's just best for the song eh? best for the Do song. what's best for the song yeah mostly structure well i haven't learned everything yet i'm sure jack hasn't even learned everything no. yet <laughs> So much, <laughs> so much to learn. But with, um, in the context of hip hop, like sometimes you can just afford to literally cut and paste things so they work in the order that they should be in. With a lot of melodic songwriting, sometimes you can't, you can't do that. Mm. What do you mean by that? So with beats and with beats and bars, everything's made in loops. I guess other pop songs are as well, but hip hop is just so choppable. Like hip hop's born from chopping up samples, mm. so you can sometimes just start chopping up your own raps. Like that's how I arrange Jamil's stuff sometimes. Like he might bring me 20 bars one day. I'm like, this isn't going to work anywhere. But sometimes I'll hear something and it's like the most catchy rhymes in that, in those 20 bars. I'm like, that's your hook. He's like, what do you mean? And I just cut it up in Ableton hook. And I'm like, now do a double underneath. And it's like, that. that's your hook. You can just find the hook. Yeah, that's because you're you're an actual producer. In the, I'm an actual the, producer. Yeah, nah. nah, but <laughs> like, thank you, yeah, thank talk, you. I appreciate talk that. Talk your nah, shit, bro. Thank you so talk much. your shit. But um, that that's where what we do in the realm of hip hop is is just so cool and kind of a bit more limitless in some ways. I think you do you do that in the realm of a lot of songwriting. It is I get what you're saying. It is easier in in hip hop. Yeah. But even just when someone's just playing. Some, so start playing a riff or something or starting off a song no matter mm. what genre they might have a billion ideas and that's why I'm saying you're, that's because you're a real producer because you're you're able to objectively look at the parts and identify what makes you like what's good and what makes you feel something and what's going to work yeah that's what it is yeah, that's what that's makes you a producer like I'm, and I'm not like because we talked about this before about the producer thing and I have no there's no it's not like I'm jaded about it or anything like I don't kids who are making loops that's fucking like it's awesome like but you know your beat that's like beat making but when if you're able to hit record on something whether it's a vocal or a guitar or a bass or whatever the hell it is and then identify the parts that are going to work in the context of a song that is what makes you a producer on on top of that right define 
arrangements. Cause I, I understand what it means now, but I know a lot of my friends that do watch this don't understand some of these terms. So when you say you arrange a song, can you give us a bit of a breakdown as to what that means from your perspective? Yeah, it's just uh, intro, verse, pre-chorus, chorus. It's just um, arranging the different parts of the song. Yeah, they're so, like so, loose guidelines. So, so when you say like, yeah, they're like loose guidelines, right? Mm -hmm. And you chop it up and you know like, okay, this segment here is, is like very, let's say, hooky or chorusy. Do you mean that from those 20 bars you might get the four or the eight and then slot them out and put them in? Is Literally just, just yeah. cut them up, yeah. Mm. And um, sometimes with rap, it's just so easy to cut it up. Um, and that's another thing that Jamil keeps in mind. 16 bar with the four flow change or the drip <laughs> clean hard in a four door range. Yeah. He's just rapping about himself rapping, but he's changing the flow every four bars and it makes his shit so choppable and you just yeah, cut it up. But yeah, most things work in our eight to 16 bar uh, segments. So when I say he comes in the, with the 20 bars, he's like, Chaz, I wrote 20 bars. I'm like, oh, that's not going to work. Like, <laughs> that's not a verse. Like, that's kind of, you know, write 24. Um, but yeah, you can find four, separate it into another segment, and then it kind of works sometimes. Fresh. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've been, if Miley's watching this, I've been angry on many occasions with certain, <laughs> certain people coming in just like being... I'm like your verse is too long like it's too long or you, you're not ending on it, it's all like it's all like fret you know actually the best way to explain it for you because you dj mm. you know like if you try to bring in another song and you do it on like instead of hitting it on on the end yeah. of the phrase like say you start like like a hook comes in and you do it and then you hit play on the other track on the snare it's gonna be fucked like it's gonna be fucked up so these phrases is, is actually that's what arrangement is it's all made up Music's just made up of these eight and sixteen bar phrases, you know what I mean? And you know, yeah. You've got a, you've got a dope point. I've only recently realized that the more I've taken DJing seriously. Interesting. So like, like when you when you guys now talk about structure, prior to all of this, I was like, what the "Fuck you mean about structure? Like the song slaps, <laughs> you know what I ah. mean?" But now I I fully understand. And then you're also always looking at the waveforms, and you can kind of see it on the waveforms that's a giveaway like, for sure oh, okay this is what they've been meaning yeah mm. actually now we're on that let's what's been going on with you it's not about me it's about ah, nah, come on no, i no, want to no. hear it's not about me uh, it's about shares today whoa. <laughs> what, a what a deflection that was mm. wow i was quick too we'll, we'll yeah, do an ash bad special one day okay yeah uh, it needs to happen it needs eventually to happen. yeah um yeah but anyway that's the the, yeah, that's that's the arrangement. That was the best way to to explain. Um, it, yeah, it's 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 all got a. It, it all helps things flow and feel right. And and it even comes down to things like, oh, okay, we're gonna take the drums away before in the last pre-chorus or something. Or like you know, we may. This is a a, a typical rap thing. Is like in rap, we don't really do pre-choruses. Our pre-choruses are just the hook without certain elements in it. So, like, I think we do it in. I watched you make a few bridges from like <laughs> from things that were not bridges. So, <laughs> but like yeah, easy. There's a lot you can you do take by just that chorus and you just yeah, make a bridge. Yeah, it's all about it's all about <laughs> I, I, it's all about like tension and release. Um, a good example is. Of, of that being worked effectively is in the single I did last year for Phoebe for your girl Phoe in S Surrender 
and the hook comes in. Have to surrender. Big vibe. Yeah. This it comes in the second time, and I just take all the drums away, and then the bass comes in. But I put the bass up an octave, mm. so it's higher. And then I also change the rhythm of it slightly, so it's like it's like a bit more fast paced, and it gives this kind of suspense. And then it just drops back down, and everything goes back down the octave, and then you just get the. It's it's all just about like it's all about just like doing this, because loops are cool. But they got to go somewhere. You know what I mean? That's why, you know, again, to go back to the producer thing of like being able to do all these things is, is you know, it's integral to actually making a good song. You know, you're going to have the most fire beat that's like an eight bar thing. But like if it doesn't go anywhere, it's not going to make people really, it might make people feel something for, for 10 seconds. But then you got to move it somewhere. So. Not always. I was talking to Dylan today. And he was um, talking about, you know, the track Mass Appeal, Gangster, Mass Appeal. Yeah, Mass I'm aware Appeal, of it, right? Yeah. It's the same, same loop for the really? whole. Do they, do they drop the drums anywhere? The drums just change constantly. Okay, well, I guess you, you drop you, like the sample, melodic sample. So, yeah, you can get away with some things, but even then you have to drop some. Sorry, I'm not trying to argue with you. No, no. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We argue all the time. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, in, in music, obviously there's guidelines, but there's still no rules. Definitely, and I, definitely. And I feel yeah, like yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. at gangsters Correct. level and you've got that type of like influence, you can do whatever the fuck you want. No, no, people no. Are not, eat I'm not it. trying to say that at all. Of course, there's there's absolutely no rules. It's just like you got to kind of under you got to study and understand like these things. You got to like sort of understand. The um, they're not. I don't like the word rules. What would you say? They're like uh, guidelines. Guidelines or like, conce- uh, something you know, just stuff that you. Yeah, it's also not the '90s anymore. You yeah. get away with a lot back then, but now with technology and 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 the TikTok, and then the then the tick, you know, the thing that the children are watching the t- the TikToks, you know, everything's changed. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, that's just like you know we. We, we, we're music lovers yeah, first. Conven- they're conventions. That's they're the like word conventions because for. they're guidelines, but they change within each genre that they work in. So it's more, they're, they're conventions. There you go. So, any, any, have you thought of any big or small ambitions or goals for this year, even for yourself as a producer and artist or and for the project? And is there anything that's kind of struck you? Because I've had some thoughts and stuff. I'm just wondering if... Yeah, I think uh, this year kind of work out, kind of flex my own production a little bit outside of OTR. It's getting good. I'm getting scared. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming for you. Please do. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think just try to showcase it in like a creative way instead of like hitting people up for collabs. As much as I love working with people, it can be like a bit of an exhausting process. Especially if it's not authentic, like it's if it's not natural organic that's what the word i was looking for yeah yeah and sometimes you know you hit someone up and you, you know maybe you make a juice i don't know like that can happen but it's really exhausting when it doesn't eh? so finding a way to kind of flex this production in like a creative way maybe make some beat tapes some visualizations i just bought dylan's camera his old camera Scoo. yeah so i don't know flex things in like a, a creative way but somehow probably still link it to oto and kind of so outside of producing and writing, are you trying to say you're going to get into more visual? Is that what you just kind of dropped there? That is actually, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because I, I don't know, like I've kind of helped direct like most of our music videos and I've got, yeah, it's just an interest I want to explore. 
Maybe and take some I feel of Dylan's like clientele. Pivotal. Nah, I'm mm. just joking. <laughs> and as an artist, also like having that control, like getting the you know a bit of the director, you know, muscle flexing, it helps for you guys to put out your visual vision to go with the sonics. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Do you feel that? And at this stage, unfortunately, you know, we can't. We are the team. Like we can't afford teams. We're not a label. We're not signed to a label even. Uh, we're we're just us. So this That's can the do best nothing. part, man. Because when you do get to that point, if you guys want to go that route, you know exactly what you want. The director or whoever's shooting it can't really just knock you to the side and say you don't know what you're doing because yeah. you've had those reps. You know the conversations. You know the terms. You know what you want. So that respect and that leverage kind of grows being able to do a ground level. That's what I feel. That's what. Well, when I'm in a good mood, that's what I feel. When I'm in a bad mood, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I'm doing all these. <laughs> I have to make the beats. I have to record them at home. I have to get the music video. Actually, yeah, I'd love to quickly to touch that. on that. On yeah. your kind of mental health mm. with being doing all the things that you're doing and maybe just talk a little bit about your experience, you know, some of the things, things that we've chatted, as, as much as you're comfortable with, obviously, but some of the, you know, kind of fluctuating feelings you have towards you know doing this kind of career because it's hard it's hard because it's very feeling based and it's very up and down yeah i guess um music in general has been has kind of coincided with like a mental health journey and whatnot um mental health has improved the more i've done music on the whole uh but there's this whole other world of uh managing and interacting with creatives and and bookers and people at bars and people you're supporting that's just a whole other world of like shit to be honest it's like any one little thing can like um trigger not a mental health ep episode but like a reaction that makes your turns your mental health like i don't know a little poorer you get anxious you get anxious you can't you can't you can't make beats that day you don't feel like writing a song that day you could just read an email somewhere that kind of like oh I don't it like affects it. your well-being. You're like, oh, yeah. yeah, and it's. I guess it's because I think a lot of people are kind of like that. But in my position, you're uh, you're wearing a lot of hats. You're wearing a lot of hats. You're wearing a lot of hats. We're all wearing a lot of hats, and sometimes anything can just trigger a little. You expect to do a lot these days as well in the music industry. A lot. It's all about productivity, you know. Yeah, yeah, we all good, we all good. <laughs> so like, I was watching that. Yeah. Take cold showers, wake up at 5 a.m., do this many things in a day, all this like, I don't know. Productivity is like fetishized these days. I'm going on a Huge. tangent. Yeah, wow. Big That's tangent. Facts. But yeah. it's it's fetishized and it's damaging. Like, how can you be a manager, graphic designer, video director, beat maker, artist in one day? It's not like realistic, but how maybe- How can you mix, master, produce everything? <laughs> how can you do that, J-Cal? You're and the, help songwrite. That's the thing. I don't. You're the best, bro. I, 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 have, <laughs> I don't. I have uh, teams. You know, it's all about yeah all about having a team of people and flowing off. You know, it's not they're, 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 uh, that fetishizing you're talking about having to do it all yourself. Is yeah, it's it's really stupid, and so it's, you need it's people in your life. To at the end of the day, it's just a bit of a struggle. Like it's not. It's nothing more complicated than that. Um, yeah, you just have to learn what your triggers are and you know do things organize your team around you and structure your life so those little interruptions those little like moments that don't make you feel so good they don't happen as much 
it's, it's essentially just that. Mm. Um, self-awareness. Self-awareness. Yeah. Huge. And you sort of let yourself. And it's simple now when we're talking about it. When you when, when you, you edit, but <laughs> everything's done. I might not be doing music tomorrow. You know, I might be done. I, I feel um, you. I I had a lot of the same issues, especially around like you know the time of of like with Chiseco and Ziggy and stuff like that. And it sounds of, a like lot, a pretty wild time. It is. It's a lot of these ups and downs, and oh, you know, we got added to rotation, and now we haven't. But the older I get, the more I learn to appreciate. It, 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 it gets easier because you, you learn to appreciate smaller things and you sort of learn to understand the mindset of, uh, you know, like it's just a blessing to be able to, to do it and to, to create it, you know, and you become less focused on, on the accolades and the wins, you know, the mm. tunnel vision. But it is really hard once, you know, you do get a bit of success or you are starting to do things at a legit level and then something goes your way and then something doesn't. Um, but I don't know. That's the only thing I can say to anyone else that's feeling what you're feeling and what I felt before. I feel like it, the, it does get easier. But, you know, once you become conscious of it as well, it does become easier. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, just to, 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 I guess, to wrap things up, like, you guys... I have some more questions. Oh, sorry. you have more yeah. questions. Okay. I have heaps of questions. Grill me. Yeah. Grill him. Um, I'm just going to cut it. Sorry, bro. <laughs> no, no, please do. Please do. For... Because I have a lot of a lot of my friends watch this and listen to this and are unaware that this scene exists. So some of the questions I do ask might seem very simplistic. No, not um, at all. But I'm doing it for those people. So like just to give you some context. So for people that haven't, you know, this is their first introduction of you. How would you describe your guys' sound? Like how this shirt looks probably <laughs> that i don't really have uh you'd call it alternative hip-hop mm. um you'd call it that you'd call it a bit more on the sunnier side of things mm. in very the, perth influenced i feel like when i listen to your guys's music i get a taste of perth oh like like, yeah, like perth perth like, yeah like i feel oh. like because like yeah okay me, me having traveled around yeah. and lived a lot of places like when i do listen to your guys i feel like i'm in a free or i feel like i'm at kuji and i'm like bouncing the drop top the wind is Let's out it's go. summertime that's how because that's how i feel when i listen to you i'm very like it's, it's two kids who grew up on like run dmc a tribe called quest an outcast and they just started making music here would and you say those guys are your influences as well that was my next question yeah yeah absolutely mm. like yeah we ended up meeting three stacks like Ooh, a few years ago. What? Kind of like, that was like before. The hip hop fan in me just yeah, came yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a real person, man. He's a, he's a, he's a real person. He's, Tell he's us about that. How'd you meet uh, Andre? Um, so Splendor, what, 2014 was the first time Outcast came to Australia. And um, we met him in Byron Bay at like 4 a.m. Yeah. We got off the bus because we couldn't afford to. We got the train and the bus from Sydney to Byron, and we couldn't af we couldn't afford the flights. Mm. And we got off at you know four a.m. and ran into him eating. A, he was eating a pie. Oh shit! Yeah, and you were just like, bakery. "What's up?" <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, we didn't recognize him. We we just saw this like um you know, this guy with this really nice trimmed facial hair. That's what I remember. And then we kept walking, and we just hear like these squeals in the back, and we're like, "Wait, hold on, no, no, no." And yeah, it was all, uh, you know, it was three stacks. <laughs> mm. 
in terms of like your influences as well, I know you've mentioned some. Do you have any key, like, oh snap, I really love what these guys do, or they've been a big, you know, influence for lack of a better term on how yeah, you guys the, are the more recent ones. Um, thing, watching like Childish Gambino's kind of progression, and this is this is before Atlanta or Me and Your Mama, everything up to uh, because the internet Atlanta. that that was a. Uh, because the internet was just um that's a classic so slept on in my opinion yeah that was like a psychedelic pop rap you know what i mean yeah. there was uh, like when you get up to like what track 16 or something you're like what am i even you know where am i <laughs> where am i yeah where am i like zealots of stockholm and like all those kind of tracks so more recently that yeah no chance the rapper was you know acid rap all that kind of stuff that was very key for jamil that was just like two summers acid rap was two summers it was two years Mm. on rotation we had that and then because the internet um dudes like anderson pack run the jewels and stuff run the jewels huge i saw them at southbound what 2015 i like to say yeah, changed my perspective when I yeah, hip hop. So yeah, a bunch local dudes, Koi Child, Cruz mm. Patterson. Yeah. Shout out. Which is like dope because we've ended up just meeting and like making some, you know, making music with Cruz Patterson, mm. which is uh which is sick. Um, a bunch, I guess. Yeah. Have you had any of those like oh shit moments where you're like, shit, if I didn't choose to go down this way, I might have never met this person or this opportunity. Or, yeah, I mean, yeah. we already mentioned like three stacks, yeah. and I, I guess most of the oh shit moments they they just they it all goes back to the songs. Mm. Um, with us, like we haven't like done big numbers or done big shows yet or things of that nature. It's all just a being I don't know about the art. Mm. I want to sound like no, What can people expect from your show next week? shameless plugging you right now yeah yeah let's go um we're gonna do smoke break live with marley for like the second time ever there's been a couple times where you you guys said you were coming and you you didn't it's probably my fault yeah sorry i'll i'll take hand for that (laughs) (laughs) shots fired uh unreleased we got like an unreleased two or three unreleased joints um yeah rami might be hopping up on stage with us yeah, a little party. Like we're we're super excited, super excited. Full band, hottest one hundred day. Yeah, it's nice. It's gonna be nice to have play a show to artists that I'm really heavily involved with. Um, and it's gonna be yeah. It's not, uh, these guys are really really good live. I was really impressed then I saw you because I saw you early days live, and I was like, oh yeah, like. And then I saw you like when things just opened up in July last year when you played the at, first time we played La Festa. Yeah, La Festa at sewing room sewing room and yeah it's a, you guys yeah things any, definitely changed with that set though because it was like yeah whole oh, new set list but exactly six, so, seven eight new songs yeah anyone that's watching this now this, i'm assuming this will probably come out monday and the shows on saturday come through honestly it's like if you you know if you if you're watching this and you're about the scene and stuff like come and come and support and you know it's it's good you know we're not just saying that to do it like mm. it's good quality shit it come will through. be it will be super fun and to wrap it up do you have any like words tips to give out to up-and-coming independent artists that are going through it right now or contemplating on taking that leap and yeah or words that you wish someone would have told you before you got into it 
I don't think I would have listened if anyone told me anything when I first wanted to do things. I think see things see things through. Sometimes if you if you write a sixteen and you leave it at a sixteen, like you might not you might not progress. So you you have to make the bad songs. Um, you might not know they're bad at the time, or you you might have a suspicion they're bad at the time. You see things through. Make the music videos. Just just do it eventually. They're gonna get a lot better. That we've taken, we've unlisted a few of a few music videos. All right, some pretty nasty looking stuff, you know. Uh, some you you gotta make it. It's all part of the process. I love that we trust always, the process. Trust the process, and I love we always seem to have like a theme at the end of these episodes. See things through. See it through. Sometimes it takes right. years. We're not even there yet. Now our songs are you know listenable, and and we work from here. That's it. See things through. Love that. That's it. I like that. I think that's that's a wrap, yo. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. This this has been very easy. I appreciate you, Ash. You want to plug your socials? Nah, you know the deal. Come on. Let's, <laughs> let's I'm going to plug, I'm gonna plug <laughs> Let's guys. go. Honestly, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like, I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit mean. I don't prop up shit. But these guys, honestly, doing some serious shit, taking it very seriously, doing something different. Uh, genuine people. If you, if you honestly, Chaz is a really nice guy as well. I'm sure if you reach out to him about stuff, he will talk to you. Always down to chat. He really knows what the fuck's going on. And yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a, as well as working on. It, I'm a big fan. So thank you so much for coming on this today. It's been really good. And I'm My sure. pleasure. And uh, yeah, again, as usual, interact with us. Let us know. Things will be up on Spotify and stuff. That's been the main That's one. Coming That's soon. coming through soon. We're going to yeah. be on the DSPs. Yeah. yeah. On the Damn, bro. Yeah, so random streams up. Yeah. Them <laughs> up, bro. So, yeah. And on that note, this is, this is the inner workings. Peace.